everybody, and welcome to, in my opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. This one covering season three, episode two, titled "The One Inspired by Roy Cohn." I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Molly Scullion. Hello, Jack O'Keefe. Hello, and Keen Cobb. Hello. Yes, Tia is still enjoying her her winnings from the Stone Cold Lock competition from season two. We got a postcard uh, from Cabo San Lucas. She's having <laughs> a great time on uh, the uh, Crossroads Comedy Theater yacht. So <laughs> enjoy your time on the yacht, Tia. It's going to be repossessed. Uh, all right, so first impressions of episode two, the one explored by Roy Cohn, Keen. Man, um, I should have been a theater kid growing up because I love this stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember the actual guys. No, what was it? Uh, Michael Sheen, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good God. Wow. This, what, like, if if um, if I was shown this, I'm like, hey, we want you to play this character. I would just go, I'll go crazy because I'll be super excited to play it. And I would worry that I wouldn't be good enough to do this. And I know I'm, I sound crazy for hyping this one character up, but like it was just literally all over the place. Um, he's really, really good at being a lawyer, but he's really, really good at being a shitty person and shitty lawyer. And I love that combination. Um, and uh, I think this was a uh, great app, great episode. Um, I love once again, another soliloquy from Luca this time. Ah, mm-hmm. um, oh, man! And then the the animated stuff. Um, this this I, I probably said this before, but this is one of the episodes where like I'm glad I'm watching this, watching this show, because if if this was just randomly on, I would watch. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? But the fact that like I'm invested, so good. Oh, Molly. Um, yeah, this is a fun episode. Um, I think it becomes clear here too that we we are setting up some longer term stuff for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I think I think um, we might we might see Michael Sheen back, maybe. Oh, seems like yeah. If you maybe, get that, I don't know. If you got that Sheen money, you're getting him more than one out. <laughs> um, but this is also the uh, season where never mind. Um, <laughs> you can straight face, mom. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say Your something be- because it's a non-spoiler, but I get that it could be a spoiler by being a non-spoiler. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna reel it back. I appreciate um, the restraint. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, very strong of me. I'm really bad at keeping <laughs> secrets. Like that when there's surprises, I ruin surprise parties a lot. So um, this has been very hard for me, but very good practice. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> surprises! Uh, but I yes. Anyway, I really I really enjoy this. Again, just every episode it feels like in this season, and I know we're only too deep so far, but we're like kicking it up a notch with the satire and the level of ridiculousness that we're going to, and um, I I think it's it's really exciting as a as sort of a platform to build build on for the remainder of the season jack uh yeah obviously the big thing here is the introduction of uh michael sheen's uh roy cone-esque character 
and I, I think this show does a really good job of doing something very difficult, which is presenting realistic like hedonism and, and disregard for others uh, while letting it feel real. Because in, in fiction, we're expected that like something like this is like cartoonish or out of reality, but like, no, like Roger Stone exists, you know, this isn't unrealistic. Um, and I, I think this show does a good job of grounding that. And, and I think his character uh, really cements the theme of the season, which they even highlight in, in this great conversation between Adrian and Liz that I want to highlight because I love it so much. And it gets down to what the season is doing. Uh, Liz quotes, uh, I believe, Audre Lord, or yeah, Audre Lord, uh, saying, you know, the, the a quote that gets used a lot, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Uh, and Adrian says, there's one thing I've learned, I'm probably paraphrasing, but you use whatever tools you can get your damn hands on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is a lot of what we, I think that if there was like a subtitle to this season, it would be the master's tools because that's what we are doing. We are seeing what happens when people who are ostensibly in the universe of the show, the good guys, people coming from a liberal mindset who have, you know, want to see an America that is considered of others, what happens when they start playing by the conservative tool book that got us into the situation that we were in in 2018 and we are still recovering from uh, in 2021? I agree with all that. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I love the introduction of uh, Michael Sheen, something Blum, uh, and Roland. I think mm-hmm. Roland Blum. Yeah, uh, great character, but also, if I had to pick two people that he is the character is inspired by, it would be Al Pacino in Scent of a Woman. Yep, and Al Pacino <laughs> in Devil's Advocate. Play <laughs> one more in. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, um, Rob, I can't remember the character's name, but the Robin Williams' brother from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Harvey Firestein. Yes, yes, very like, oh, love, love him too. It, it's curious to me you didn't say Al Pacino in Angels in America, where he literally <laughs> plays Roy Cohn. I did not see it, uh, but now I'm. Oh, buddy! To... Oh, or, buddy! Or possibly Al Pacino from Any Given Sunday. We were out there. In the street lights, we throw the ball. Yeah, we keep comparing to Al Pacino. Honestly, and this will become clear later. He he is also kind of just playing Jason Manzukas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, other than Michael Sheen's introduction, uh, we had uh, Kurt and Diane stuff. She's still kind of going with the Aikido, and then there was weird stuff there. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love anything with Luca this season. Anything and everything with Luca, I am I'm on board with, um, and I also uh, we're not opening the vault just yet for the uh, the Stone Cold locks. Oh, it's something's, coming! Something's it's coming! <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Jack did message me in the middle of, <laughs> of our locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to clear this up right now. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Michael Sheen does not have a Tony, and I know <laughs> what you're thinking now, and I want to get close for this. <laughs> You might be thinking, surely beloved New York actor Richard Kind is a Tony winner. <laughs> well, guess what, you fucking idiots at home? He's got a drama desk. And that's it. He's only got a Tony nomination. If you'd said drama desk, oh, you'd be jumping for joy right now. 
But you said uh, Tony. That sounds so sinister because of how close you were to the mic. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I don't. I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if I'm almost positive Mike is talking about something else. Oh, I am. <laughs> okay. I know, but I, I did want to mention it because I think that's valid too. Because I I would see Michael Sheen acting like that, and I'd be like, mm, I'm mm-hmm. close. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, who's got a Tony? No, I'm speaking, of course, about Julius Kane getting uh, tipped off to being on the short list for uh, some circuit judgeship. Oh yeah, um, and then kind of checking in on it at the end when he sees like, oh, we're, we're we are bringing politics into things here a little too much for my liking, so might as well check in. Um, so let's dive into it. Uh, so the case, Michael Sheehan. Now the interesting thing I thought about this was Michael Sheehan's character, which is based on I guess Roy Cohn, is a disruptor uh, and just throwing anything and everything, and it's to to create create complete chaos within the court system, which is what he's doing, but also with the viewer's ability to follow what the fuck is going on in this case. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even watch and keep track. So I can't imagine like these people like, what the, what the hell's going on? Oh, also Matan. Matan's back. Yeah. Matan, excuse me. Matan is back. Yeah. Uh, Brody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matan Brody. And we have not seen him at all in the good fight. And not I can't since the good wife now. time since the good wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so cool to see him back. And yes, absolutely. Uh, Davies, Judge Richard uh, Richard Klein is uh, so great. Like he <laughs> freaks out in that one, <laughs> one moment. <laughs> Just shut up. Shut <laughs> in a week, I'm going to be uh, on a, what did he say? Oh, I'm going to be in a spa and nothing but a, a, a towel and uh, something, a face mask, something like that. So always fun. Uh, any other thoughts or not any other, but what are your thoughts? On this case, Michael Sheen, the 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 um, almost odd coupleness, because uh, we talked about it in the last episode. I think Keen may have mentioned that will, the heel turn that's coming and being paired with this scumbag of a character. I I love I love that this is her training day. Um, <laughs> yeah. The fact that she's even cited like, look, I'm three years in. Da, 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 da. And this goes back because, like I said, in the first season, um, it was kind of heavy, obviously very heavy for her, um, her character. And it, it there'd be a lot of like start and stop kind of things with with her. Like one in one instance, she'll be like really, really cool and on fire. In the other instance, she's not. Um, but I love that. <laughs> this is kind of unrelated, but it's very, it matches well. But I watched the Avengers recently and part of it is Tony Stark's so Tony Stark wants to see the Hulk. He wants to see it because he knows or he thinks that that's not a different person. He thinks that's really Banner. So if you take that from the Avengers and apply it to this, I think I think Maya is hiding a Hulk. I think that there's like a beast in there and like she's holding herself back like especially when she like sabotaged like the or tried to sabotage the case near the end and and um uh Roland even said it like there's something in there like that was your dad your dad did this shit that's in your blood there's some there's like a bit of a monster in you and i hope that the the heel heel turn completes and she shows and becomes that full it's not a character just with the glasses it becomes her like the difference in like oh my god leave me alone and the dude's like, look, this is what my house was. She's like, like I give a fuck and just walked mm-hmm. off. Like, 
It's Palpatine. I, I was, the, uh, I was. That's what I was going to compare it to. I was going to say this is a this is a Palpatine Luke type of thing, mm. uh, where he's trying to tell Maya, yeah. "Be what you are." You know, return to the dark side. It's in your blood, because it is. It's in her blood. It's Palpatine's thing. It's all he wants to do. Always wants to turn everybody. Um, um, yeah, Mom. I again, I feel like if Audra stole the show last episode, this is certainly Michael Sheen still in the show, unsurprisingly. Oh, yeah. But not only in his I, courtroom dramatics, but like that monologue in um, his office, um, or you know when he's when he's talking to Maya about everything, and just oh my gosh, it's just so. Oh, the whole episode is so well done and he, he does an incredible job, but when he is quite literally just solidifying who his character is and, mm-hmm. you know, what he stands for, I think it's, oh, it's so good. So, so good. And I think it's another piece of like the, the, the theatrical puzzle that this mm-hmm. season is constructing because this is the most theatrical performance we've seen uh, outside of uh, some Colin Sweeney stuff in The Good Wife. Um, but even that, this take just takes it up to a new level. I really loved the uh, theatrics within the uh, the courtroom mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know if if I mentioned this before, but I was um, I was a lawyer. Oh, fuck. And, uh, <laughs> you forgot last episode. You forgot last episode. No, no, I let it rest. I let it rest. <laughs> okay, you had to bring it back. Okay, I could have brought That's it back. I was it. like, you know what? I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna just wait for my moment. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I lo- I love doing that. I love letting my rent check rest. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no i i really liked it the fact that like uh showing showing the random menus to give off the fact that the judge might not know what he's talking about like but the confused look on his face like what the fuck are you showing me and the the, the outrage and then when he uh tossed my notes uh because a lot of my cases uh my second year I literally just did off the top of my head. I did my opening statement, my uh, cross-examination, my direct questioning, and my closing argument uh, all off the top of my head. And that uh, led me down the right path, I think. But uh, <laughs> just seeing that and, like, connecting with that part of it. And um, my maybe my favorite part is the fact that, like, he's just playing off nice and smooth. He's like, all right, uh, grab my arm. Uh, I'm blind. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> The fact that he took that many drugs and he's still alive is just amazing. So, and the fent the fentanyl lollipop, is, I'm, I'm I was gonna ask, is that a real thing? But I'm positive that's a real thing. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I did really enjoy the uh, distract. Like what he's doing, if we're using the wrestling terminology uh, and the heel turn, he is teaching her the eye pokes, mm-hmm. uh, the the fists. Uh, mm-hmm. The distracting the referee, uh, the look over there while the manager hits somebody in the out here, Rick flaring it out here, Rick <laughs> yeah, flaring he it. Uh, like that where he go where they go to the bench and he's like, when I when I cue you, like you were saying, um, act outraged, uh, and he show, shows him the, the menus and it's really just it's not it's not for them that's for the jury because they can't really mm-hmm. hear what's going on so everything is a show to him so what he lacks in legal knowledge. Um, which he still has, you know, it seems. Uh, he's making up for in just spectacle. Mm-hmm. From head to toe, front to back, left to right. The vests. Um, the, the Everything. The, he lives. Yeah, just a random naked dude walking past. Like, <laughs> all right, cool. 
<laughs> okay. And he just had to, he felt the need to take his pants off. Um, all right. We just had yeah. an episode about this. My, but... uh, maybe my favorite introduction, favorite character introduction. Oh, gosh. In the good fight. Uh, and that, that's not to say that Audra is not um, as a main character within within the good fight. A great introduction, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Michael Sheen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but Audra definitely. Audra like sneaks up on you. Like you're like, oh, a, a fun new addition. And then within a couple of episodes, she's inessential. Yep. Um, there was also the small moments. No, is essential. I just, I just don't want to be on record saying Audrey McDonald <laughs> is inessential. I would never want that to come out. Oh boy, is um, essential. Is well, essential. I, we should mention the Kings. We we mm-hmm. we'd have to have them sign an NDA now. Uh, <laughs> non-disclosure agreement. Uh, there was also the moments with the old man uh, who invested and was uh, he accosted Maya and then. He goes, uh, Michael Sheen's character, Blum, goes and kind of sends him away. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And then he comes back at the end with like a whole photo album. Like, these are the people that were impacted. And it's just like, what the fuck do I care? You know, get out of my face. You're nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> anything more from this? No? If anything strikes you, uh, bring it up at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hit Kurt and Diane. Um, Am I the only one realizing that that's that that's a song? Uh, Kurt and Diane, uh, Jack, and Diane. Diane. Jack and Diane. Jack and Diane. God damn it! So close. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think this is just a great continuation of what happened in the first episode. Uh, the fact that uh, Diane is just fucking killing it. Uh, and the fact that when I uh, when I was watching this, she she. The, where they messed up with the Aikido, they got rid of the original sensei. They brought in some random sensei, mm-hmm. and he's up here talking off the wall, and she's like, alright, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. And now she's gonna probably end up winning a championship or something with um, with axe throwing <laughs> because watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> that, or That's when mm-hmm. it started in 20, like 18, 19, that that became like a huge fucking thing, axe throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing her deal with... Um, deal with the aftermath of her decision um and that's when we found out that tara was telling everybody that she signed the nda <laughs> like you said before that, that that means publicly but still that's a lot it's a lot going on yep um i really enjoyed the party um the fundraiser and then the conversation after mm-hmm. because i do think it again is the the way that they very smartly like sort of rag on liberals um who are are so quick to get on their high horse like yeah i i think it's it's a very very fun way to do it um like having diane record them and 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 yes it is what he was saying was not good in any in any way but it was also wasn't incriminating so it was like recording this just for the sake of being like oh you stupid people Mm -hmm. i'm so much better than you and i think kurt calling that out a little bit was was great it has started this interesting dynamic that i hope we see more of now that they're living together of like they they don't have to be stupid and they don't have to be Mm -hmm. you know it it doesn't automatically make you the best person in the world because there are worse people than you yeah Um, and i think that's a fun fun dynamic that we can explore this season yeah and i think it's also asking uh 
maybe not loudly asking these questions, uh, but putting forth the concept of a uh, you know interpolitical relationship in Trump's America because it's a very different thing from uh, you know in the Obama era where there was still kind of this like you know oh everyone can get along we can all put our differences aside. Um, because we, a black man is president, so all that stuff, all that other like real extreme stuff, that doesn't exist anymore. We are good. Don't even Google Ferguson. Everything's fine. Uh, whereas under Trump, uh, when though when both parties sort of started espousing extremes, uh, especially the right, uh, the, the the moral uh, question of can you be in a relationship with someone who supports this, who believes this, who considers this political identity part of who they are. Uh, it's a much higher stakes question. Yeah. And I think the show is really deft at examining how a couple works within that tension. We know that Kurt got a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Director or regional director of Veterans Affairs. Uh, did they say where he's doing this? I think it's like the the Midwest region, or if not, like probably like Illinois. Is that like where Chicago for is? the administration? Like, who is this for? I think just for the government. Okay. Yeah, which like no, very noble job, you know. Yeah. If you can take a government job, uh, you know, helping out veterans is on its face a very like morally, you know, probably morally fulfilling job if you're able to do the stuff you want to do with it. Uh, And he got this through the recommendation of one or both of the Trump kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know which one, I don't think. Um, So good for him. And he's going to be based in Chicago, so they're, as we've said, living together. Uh, Yeah, we we brought this up very briefly. The Aikido dude, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what is that? Like, even if you have those thoughts, is, is that the... I'm just glad there is a show that, that explored what it's like to have a place where you always hang out with y'all. You, you always go to at the end of the night, just to find out that the line cook is a Nazi and that you can't go there anymore. <laughs> and then it closes down and gets replaced with some fucking bougie written house restaurant. Oh gosh. <laughs> and no one who works there knows how many times you've thrown up in the bathroom. It's a tragedy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. If there's nothing more on them, then we shall move on to Luca. Luca is, uh, she's gunning for the marital head. What, what is this? What is the job? <laughs> uh, head just... of d- divorce law? Apparently. Yeah. Which is what uh, David Lee did in The Good Wife. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Uh, so the main person that is going up against her for this is uh, Jeffrey Payton, I think his last name was something like that, mm-hmm. and um, good guy, uh, got all the got all the creds, and but Liz is kind of coaching her and pushing her through through things here. General thoughts, what do you got? I um, enjoyed seeing. Uh, the soliloquy. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I liked seeing the... I think that was my biggest question coming into this season was seeing how how like that determined Luca would be as a mother, which so far looks amazing. Um, and like just how much she loves her son and just like 
she's like literally saying like if i do this i'm away from you but i'll be doing it for you um Mm -hmm. which is like heavy to like even think about um but the fact that just being unsure, not being unsure, yeah, being a bit unsure because, like, that's heavy. The fact that, like, you're lit- she's literally deciding um, work or, or family life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I did enjoy, I do like the fact that they're trying to, like, keep her on that, that track and they think, like, this could be a big thing for her to, like, head a division. Um, I kind of don't like it because I do want to see her still handle. Or I want to see that tough. But I mean, she can still be tough. But I still want to see like that that criminal, or even the civil, like um, snide kind of remarky kind of Luca um, in the courtroom. While I think you'll still see elements of that, but I think this might be more relegated to like a lot of um, in the conference room kind of meetings. Um, so I mean, it's interesting to see and to see that division of their of their firm. Because forever it was j- just criminal and civil. So when they even brought up matrimony, I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be a division in, in, a, in the law firm. So, yeah. And Francesca with the assist. Great, great stuff. We're going to have a sip and see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think uh, – I we didn't talk about it last episode, but I think both of these episodes had, like, two lines that were, were so – profound and then the previous one i forget the exact wording but it's like i don't have the luxury of being offended by this or right now mm-hmm. right when it what adrian says about carl reddick I, I i found that so profound and interesting to explore which they did in the episode but anyway this episode i think luca sums up postpartum so well with the mm-hmm. um you know when i'm with you i feel like i'm missing out when i'm away from you i feel physically ill and it's just, it just feels like it's so, so perfectly put in that one sentence, um, exactly what that, that conflict is like for, for working moms without it just being like, oh, I'm a mom balancing it all. It's like, no, mm-hmm. there's, there is this like deep, deep heartache involved in it um, that is very significant and I do love that a fart was the the deciding factor here. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately. Uh, I I love watching. I feel I've probably watched this episode at least uh, three, four times just since it first aired. And I think something I never noticed, which I I acknowledge speaks more to my limited scope uh, of like what I've seen, what media I have ingested. But I can't remember the last time I have seen black female mentorship the way that Liz offers it to Luca on television. I think that just struck me watching it this time. It was like, oh, wow, I, I don't see a lot of this. Uh, and that's something that uh, I hope we get more opportunities for in this show, um, as well as all of television. And granted, I should also just watch other more television because I'm sure it exists out there. Uh, but it feels like, especially after, you know, watching the entirety of The Good Fight, where you see where, where mentorship plays such a large role and whose advice you follow, who you attach yourself to, who beneath you, you look out for. Uh, I really liked seeing that connection between Liz and Luca. Yeah. Other thoughts? Um, to, to, to speak on what Jack just said, if that's the case, has Maya 
kind of found her mentor uh, because, I mean, in the last season, she was literally running around. Like, one episode, she's, like, with – she she would be bothering – not bothering, but, like, with Bozeman or uh, Liz kind of pulled her to the side and Diane was on, on another plane last season, so she wasn't really, I guess, there or even being shown as a mentor to her. So is – would Sheen – or not Sheen, but would Roland be the – Mentor for Maya. I'll never tell. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to fish. But I. I mean, the way you brought it up, and now looking at it, the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of it. I mean, like I said, this is like Maya's training day, and yeah. he he's Denzel. So mm-hmm. I think it's gonna. I got a feeling it's gonna like crash and burn eventually. But fuck it, just ride. Yeah, it is definitely a light side, dark side situation happening. Mm-hmm. The struggle within her is going to be tough. Um, yeah, we're gonna see yeah when, when she's like, you don't know who I am or you have no idea who I am. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Come on, Maya. <laughs> uh, for Luca, I guess, yeah, she, she does get the job. Um, and one small moment I, I enjoyed, well, two small moments, is that they, she gets Marissa to get dirt on Jeffrey, and some of the dirt she got is that he's the one that prepped Kavanaugh, which pushes Julius even more. Like, oh, we're going to bring politics into this again? Um, it shouldn't matter. Uh, then he calls up Jeffrey. He's like, hey, am I uh, still on that short list? Do you know what's what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But that uh, we may have to open up the vaults uh, in coming episodes. Uh, and when Luca comes... Uh, is in her office and you have Liz and I think Diane come down the steps and they look at each other and they just kind of smile. That was a nice little moment there too. Um, and then it was Adrian and Liz kind of having a quick discussion about things. Uh, and all I have here in my notes is Adrian and Liz. I have no, and I just watched it. <laughs> no memory of what they were talking about. I think, uh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say he—he's mad. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. He—he's like Jeffrey is better for the business, and you oh, just—you right, yeah. just want your woman alliance. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? Straight thoughts from the episode? Adrian right. really bummed me out. Just real quick to go off of that. <laughs> really bummed me out. Yeah. Like he—he he loves Luca, and I felt like it was a very. I don't know the full justification for his, for how upset he was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And why he feels so threatened by this, or I, I, you know, I don't know. And I guess, you know, he got shot. He's working with his ex-wife. He's got some things to be insecure about mm-hmm. and on his mind. So maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. It just bugged me. Yeah. That, that was weird. Cause like Luca's bringing so much extra business besides mm-hmm. just six clients. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they're bringing that those women are bringing all of their stuff to that firm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it, it, to apply to possibly apply Occam's razor, uh, a man just had to put a uh, woman with a newly born child in front of a division and as much as Adrian can hope that he's, you know, very aware and empathetic of any of his prejudices, uh, there might be a few that uh, snuck by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can see that being a very realistic uh, prejudice that he might not realize he carries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
one other small thing is don't lose your outrage. I'm very curious what that's about. Because mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, that's something different. Because she saw that somewhere. She didn't see that at the axe throwing, right? Or did she? I see thought it was. That? Oh no, yeah, she saw it on a uh, on like a bulletin board type okay. of deal. At the okay there. Um, and then took the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Not not the little Take number. Yeah. <laughs> Pick of it. Come on, Diane. I'm the only um, one that's not allowed to lose, lose their outrage. Damn it. Yeah. A lot of people are going to lose it. You know, they didn't have to. Um, so, yeah, I'm very curious what that's about and if we're going to see next episode. Um, because I'm trying to think of things that another activity that people might be advertising around there. And one of one that came up in another podcast that we do, I think it was Eve's, eavesdropping uh, last season for Killing Eve is the idea that those rage rooms exist, mm. <laughs> which that could be something that they, they bring into this and she's just running around just smashing shit. You, you think Diane's just going to find a new hobby every episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, a By the end of this, she's going to start a board game club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love that. I, I actually now hope that's the case that every episode she's doing something different. <laughs> just wait until you see Diane gets real into D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, all right, then let's hit some winners and losers. Uh, let's start with the winners this time, Molly. Um, I have a couple, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Liz. Um, because maybe she did get what she wanted if if she does have this woman power scheme going on. But like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Luke is great. I loved that budding relationship there, and a, a nice a nice she seems to be doing okay and recovering okay from all the news she recently found out about her father. So um, I'm going to give it to Liz. Uh, I think Roland is the winner uh, because he just does what he does. No one really challenges him in any way that disrupts what he's doing. And he's got a fun new little pet to play with. Uh I love, love, love Roland. Um, that was my first winner. Uh, my second winner, I think it would have to be Luca. Because, I mean, she is dealing with a lot. Um, but she just brought in more money. Um, she's going to have more money for being the head of a division. Um, and since she's the head of division, I hope we see a few guests. I'm going to sound weird saying guest underlings, I guess or guests like lawyers within within her division. Um, mm-hmm. So that might open the door for other things. Plus, like I said before, the only uh, matrimony stuff they've done was what signing um, prenups or like even the, the talk about it uh, within the conference room. So I'm, I'm excited to see court cases with that. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. Luca. Uh, for me, I'm not going to go with uh, Roland Blum. I'm going to go with the person that plays him, Michael Sheen, as my winner because the way his entrance and the the whole character, uh, even though it is kind of seemingly a mishmash of different Al Pacinos, mm-hmm. um, from my references, like he may actually just be perform, you know, very much Roy Cohn. Um, is just I don't think there's anybody within this series up to this point, in my opinion. If I uh, that has exploded into the the verse uh, in the way that Michael Sheen has within, within this episode. 
And if you love Michael Sheen in this, I I promise you, you need to go to Netflix and watch the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special from a couple years ago. Because I trust me, Michael Sheen gives a near identical performance to this, uh, but in the role of a dance instructor instead of a lawyer. I I know, I know, I promise you, you will you will be rewarded. Okay, I will I will add that to my homework. You can probably also just find it on YouTube and just watch that part. Wherever. I will watch it. Um, Okay. And let's hit those losers, King. My first, and I'm not going to do the second one unless it doesn't get taken, but my first loser is anyone who watched Save the Last Dance um, because (laughs) we thought that that was going to be the breakout uh, smash hit for two young uh, young actors um did not end up that way um because one of them is doing this not, mind you great show he had a great role uh was it sean patrick scott i could never it was always him and i think sean william scott um Stifler? the guy from uh, american pie I always get their names mixed up but i think this was i think this was sean patrick scott i think um so yeah uh because i thought I thought that was going to be the moneymaker for both of them, and it wasn't. So that's the losers. Jack. Uh, my loser's Matan. <laughs> Matan, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. We, we see him back in court, and it goes to a mistrial just because Roland's an asshole. Oh, buddy, he he must have put so much work into that case. Yeah, we, we didn't even really bring up the fact that he was being accused of the murders and it seemed like a winner it seemed like a winning case like that those those that those people killed that person for sure yeah oh what a what a circus mm-hmm. but what a show uh molly um i'll say adrian because not only did he not get what he wanted but he was quite literally a sore loser about it so mm-hmm. he's the old l for me and I'm going to hit Jeffrey uh, for coming in strong, having a good case, uh, pleasing the entire room, getting the votes, and then uh, an in-house candidate rises um, and takes that takes that spot. Uh, and that is that is it. Uh, so, you know, season three, episode two, the one inspired boy Roy Cohn. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Keen. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.